you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. turn your attention to 2 Samuel chapter 23 and I will read two verses as I move into what I feel to speak to you about today. We're so blessed. We have such an incredible group of people to work with, such an incredible church. Thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for your reaching out. You have reached out to families that are hurting. You have reached out to families that are in need. And you have been faithful in your giving and your financial support. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a great body of believers Christian Life Church is. And I am honored to be your pastor and to be able to bring you this word today. Second Samuel 23 And verse number 11, and after him was Shammah, the son of a G, the Harite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop. There was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. But he, Shammah, stood in the midst on the ground. He stood in the middle. He stood his ground in the middle. And he defended it and he slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. By the help of the Lord... And your attention for a few moments, I want to speak to you today on standing in the middle. Standing in the middle. Lord, help me today, your servant, to speak to the hearts of the hearers today. 
the viewers and the listeners and those that are gathered here that are part of this team bringing this service today. I pray now your word finds its place and does its work in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for watching us today. Before Israel could ever reach the promise, they first had to cross over the Red Sea and get out of bondage. But in the process of crossing over, there was the time that they were stuck in the middle, no longer in bondage and no longer in the, not yet in the promise, but they were stuck in the middle. They had to cross over the Jordan River to get into the promised land. But it isn't an automatic shift from one side to the other. They didn't catch a train or a boat or a bridge, but they had to deal with the middle. And the issue is, is that God was there with them when they were in the middle. Then they had to cross, they had to cross over in the middle. Abraham was the father of the faithful. And the first thing that God called Abraham to do, he called him and told him to get out of the land in which he was in. Jesus called his disciples to follow him. But the first thing that Jesus commanded them to do was to drop their nets, get out of their boats, and leave their past and follow him. In the middle where the issues arise is where it is most difficult. If they didn't leave the middle, they couldn't go on to the fulfillment and go on to the promise. Sometimes leaving the middle is harder than going on toward our promise because we can easily get comfortable in the middle. But being in the middle is often not too much fun either. In the middle is where we are in transition. We're in the middle of a season. The middle can be uncomfortable. It can be scary. It can be frustrating. It can be hard. It can be confusing. It's in the middle. And we all could agree that none of us like living in the middle. But that's where real life takes place. I don't like being in the middle of things. I don't like getting in the middle of arguments. I don't like being in the middle of gossip. I don't want to be in the middle of somebody else's feud. Uh, be, be, being in the middle of something just, I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with it. I, I, I don't like being in the middle. I, I, I don't like being in the middle waiting for answers and waiting for the process to take place. And It feels like often it's never going to come to fruition. So, so while I can't change your middle, I can remind somebody today that God is in your middle. He's right in the middle of it. His presence is always found in the middle. 
His power is always made known in the middle. His peace always shows up when you're stuck in the middle. His love is made so true and clear when we are stuck in the middle. I know what some of you may be thinking today. Here we are in the middle of social distancing and separation. And this is week number five without us having public service and being able to, to, to come together and, and fellowship. Uh, somebody said all the huggers are going to just have one day of a big group hug. Whatever you got to do. We, we're, we're here. They're talking about restarting and some are saying it may be later rather than sooner. And, and I hope not. But what I can tell you of today, we are still right in the middle of all of it. But I want to tell you that while it feels like that all progress in the kingdom of God has stopped, I want to tell you that God has been working in the middle. There's hearts that are being touched. There are lives that are being changed. There are families that are being worked on. There are backsliders that are coming back home. There are the unsaved that are starting to reach out because God is always working in the middle of it. I feel my help today. I came to tell you God is working in the middle of your situation, in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your crisis. God is there and God is working. In Luke chapter 24, after the resurrection, last Sunday was Easter. We celebrate the resurrection. This is the Sunday after. Luke 24 picks up and gives us uh, an example of what happens after the resurrection, after Easter. Jesus appears unto two, and he walked with them uh, into a village or toward a village by the name of Emmaus, which was about a seven-mile journey from Jerusalem. The Bible said that when they drew near unto the village that they were going to, that Jesus made as though that he was going to go on further. Or, in other words, he acted like he was going to keep walking on. But the Bible said that they constrained him. The two constrained Jesus. They pled with him. And they asked him, abide with us. In verse 29 of Luke 24, he said, they, they said, abide with us for it's toward the evening. And the day is far spent. And, and he went, the Bible said, and he tarried with them. They, they, they were telling him how... how bad the day was and they entreated him to come and to stay. Listen, Emmaus was never his destination. The people on their way to Emmaus was his destination. He got to Emmaus where their stopover was. Emmaus was actually the middle of the journey. They asked Jesus to stay because they were tired. The Bible never said Jesus was tired because he had already resurrected. He already had a glorified body. He wasn't tired. Can I preach to somebody today and tell you in the middle of your worry and fret, the Lord is not tired. The Lord is not weary. The Lord is not caught off guard in the middle of 
of your situation. Jesus is there. You may be tired. You may be entreating him to come because you're weary, worn, and sad. But Jesus is in the middle of it. And you are his destination. It's not COVID-19. It's not Emmaus. It's you that he is here for in the middle of your situation. So they're tired. And Jesus had to deal with some things in the middle at Emmaus. And after he dealt with the things he needed to deal with with Emmaus, the scripture said Jesus turns around and he goes right back to Jerusalem. So Emmaus, everything he did in Emmaus was at the halfway point. It was in the middle. You, you can get tired in the middle, but, but you, you don't have to fret and worry on whether Jesus is feeling the same way you are because, because he's not weary where you are and that's why he says be not weary in well doing and his word also says that there is a rest wherein the weary can find rest. In other words he's saying that he is peace but he also says that he comes to give you peace. You may be worn out from all the frustrations that you've been dealing with in the middle. But Jesus is not frustrated with the same things you are. He knows that in the middle is where he can come along and reveal himself to you very strong and powerful in ways that he could have never been able to reveal himself to you until you got tired enough to take a pit stop in Emmaus and Jesus comes along and reveals himself because it is in your weakness where his strength is made perfect. In the middle is where he reveals his power. So Jesus stops in Emmaus. And the next thing Jesus did was he took bread and the scripture said he broke the bread. And he gave it to them to eat. I want you to watch this with me. Last Sunday, we took communion. And we read the scripture where Jesus took the bread. And he broke the bread. And in like manner, we took the bread, the communion bread. Jesus broke the bread to reveal what is in the middle of the bread? Watch this. The bread represents his broken body. When he broke the bread representing his body, he breaks the bread so that you can see not just the crust and the shell and the humanity on the outside, but he breaks the bread to reveal the glory that is on the inside. He broke the bread, which represented his body. He, he was broken to reveal the purity of the inside. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the middle of it and you're broken in the middle of the process, sooner or later, it's going to reveal exactly what you're made of. In the middle of the storm, it was Peter who saw Jesus come walking on the water. See, here's the deal. 
humans have a way. If we're not careful, we get caught up wanting to go around trouble. We want to go around the storm. We want to bypass the storm. Sometimes when, when, when you're, you're flying somewhere and you're on, the, you're on the plane and they tell you, well, it's going to take us about 20 minutes longer because we're going to fly around the storm. We're going to go around. That's the way we think of life. God, take me around it. God, get me, get me over it. Let me fly high enough that I don't have to deal with it. But the Lord. It's saying, I have plans for you. <laughs> and the plans I have for you is not to take you around it and not to take you over it but to take you right through it and when I get you in the middle of it when you know you can't help yourself I'll come alongside you and strengthen you and undergird you with my mighty hand and I'll lift you up but you've got to get in the middle before he can show up to make himself known unto you. I know you don't want me to go here today, but I must because I want to talk to some of you. Because I tell you what, I'm just going to talk about me for a minute so nobody's going to think that I'm talking about them. So I'm going to talk about me for a minute. I, 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 I personally have been through some tough situations in my life. I, I found myself in the middle of, of a mess a time or two in my life. Okay, maybe, maybe I found myself in the middle of a mess more times than I care to count. Anybody else ever found yourself in the middle of a disastrous storm, in the middle of a mess? Maybe we didn't even intend to get there. I, I, know, I know some of you have been saved for a long time. Therefore, your life is wonderful and perfect. But for the rest of us, we, we often find ourselves in the middle of situations that we wish we could figure out how to get out of. Sometimes I find myself in the middle of situations because I've made a bad decision. Sometimes I thought I could just get a pass. Sometimes I thought it really wasn't that important. And before I knew it, I found myself in the middle of it. And I'm out of control. And the only answer is that I need God. And every time I found out that no matter what it is that I'm going through, when I get in the middle of it, Jesus always shows up right on time. I start looking for for him, but he says you're not in the middle yet. I'm going to wait until you get slapped in the middle. Otherwise, you might run. Otherwise, your heart might faint from fear. But I'm going to wait till you're in the middle. And when you get in the middle, I will meet you there. Now in this dynamic text that I read, about a man named Shama and a field full of beans. We, we find this great warrior and he's standing in a field and the Philistines had taken the field and they had chased God's people 
off of their own property. And the Bible tells us that this was a, a, a lentil field. It was obviously a fertile field, a, a fertile piece of property. And uh, this great warrior by the name of Shammah finally got enough of the Philistines coming and taking the lentils out of the field that belonged to God's people. And so Shema, the mighty man, goes, and the Bible said that he goes out in the middle, in the midst, King James Version says, he went and stood in the middle of the field. And he stood his ground. He stood right in the middle of it. Here's what I want to draw from that. When you're in the middle of it and you don't know what to do, don't go to the middle of it and hide. Don't let the enemy tell you that you ought to be discouraged and weary and worn. But when you get in the middle of it, you need to go place your feet on solid ground and look the enemy in the eye and say, this is my family, this is my home, this is my peace, this is my joy, this is my salvation, this is mine, it's mine, and you're not going to come and take what God has already given me. Far too often, we let fear overtake us because it appears that our adversary is too great for us. And when we feel like our adversary is too great, our faith fails us because of fear. And we look at the odds stacked against us. And it looks like we're outnumbered by the proverbial Philistines. But I came today to tell somebody, no matter how dry and hot the desert, no matter how weary your wilderness, you need to get in the middle of the field and put your feet on the ground and look the devil in the eye and announce to him, God has given me this land and I will not forfeit my rights. I won't give up my worship. I won't give up my praise. I won't give up my prayer life. I won't give up my faithfulness. Shammah knew the importance of his position. Uh, he, he somehow understood that it was better for him to get in the midst of the field rather than go wait on the edges. Because when you spend your time and your energy on the edge, you'll have a tendency to send a message to the enemy that you're not certain that you're supposed to take the field. But Shema stood in the middle of it. 
Oh, I wish I could preach this like I feel it today. I want to tell somebody you need to go right smack in the middle of what you have been dealing with and serve the enemy notice. I'm not cowing down. I'm not bowing down. I'm not giving in. I will not be controlled by anxiety or fear or worry or unbelief or faithlessness, but I'll get in the middle of the field and declare my victory. Come on, anybody want to see a victory in your life? (laughs) You want to win the battle? Get in the middle of the field. You want to stay, you want to live a life that's victorious? Don't try to live a life on the fringe or the edge of the church. You need to be in the center of the church. You don't need to be on the edge of the church. Get in the middle of what's going on. Be right smack in the middle of it. I'm not living on the edge and saying I belong over there. If you belong to it, get in the middle of it and declare this is where God is going to grant my victory and the victory for my family and the victory for my people. Now, the middle represents a halfway point. The the, the Lord has a way of showing up in the middle of our struggle. He, He often lets us get into it and he doesn't reveal himself to us. It's not that he's not there, but normally God will remain silent as long as you believe that you can do it on your own. When you think that you've got it and you can handle it, God will usually let you. He'll allow you. But it's when you get out in the middle of it that God will show up because in the middle you realize my retreat is just as far as my victory. Oh, I hope I'm speaking to somebody today because your retreat is just as far as your victory. Somebody needs to run back to God. Somebody needs to run back to the house of the Lord. Somebody needs to run back into the battlefield. Somebody needs to run back into the field of lentils and declare your victory in the name of the Lord. In Mark chapter 6, the scripture said that when evening was come, the disciples were in a ship and they're in the midst of the sea. And Jesus, of course, is alone on the land. Did you get that? The disciples were in the middle of the sea and there arose storm. The storm rose when they were in the middle. Jesus didn't show up prior to the storm. He was on the seashore. He knew about the storm. He knew about the condition of the sea. He knew what the boat could handle. He knew about the disciples' faith or lack thereof. So Jesus is on the seashore. The disciples are in the middle of it. And while they're in the middle of it, Jesus on the seashore 
a storm shows up. Jesus could have shown up prior to the storm, but instead he showed up in the middle of the storm. Jesus didn't tell them, now look boys, when you get out there, expect that a storm is coming and a storm is on the way. Let me rush out to where they are. He didn't wait for the disciples to get close to the shore where they would feel safe. But he waited until they were in the absolute worst position. And when they're in the worst position that they could possibly be in, they were in the middle of the sea. They had gone too far to turn back. They, they were too far from the shore to retreat. Right in the middle of it, here comes Jesus doing what he always does, doing what he's famous for. He shows up right in the middle of the storm, walking on the water. It was the water that they had to be afraid of. It was the water that could take their life in the middle of the storm. And Jesus is walking right on top of what they are fearful of. I want to tell you, when you're in the middle of it, Jesus is, pres is presiding over the top of what you are worried about falling into. Jesus shows up. In the middle of when you, it's when you begin to realize I can't do this on my own. In the middle of it is when you understand your strength is not sufficient. It is in the middle of it when you realize that you are too far to turn back. Right there in the middle of it, in the middle of your struggle is where Jesus is going to show up. He'll show up right in the middle of it. You can find God in the middle of whatever crisis you're in. His ear is not deaf. His arm is not short. His promises are not slack. But he's a God that will hear your cry. His in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your disaster. Christ is in the middle of your crisis. Miracles can be found in the middle of your mess. All you have to do is reach out to him when you are in the middle and he will come walking on the water. He's there to help you. My goodness, I'm trying to close. Come help me, come help me. Sometimes we just need to see how far that we've come. Come on and help me now. I want you to stand right there, Brother Danny. You're going to represent where I've been. You're going to represent my past. Brother Andrew, I want you to stand right there and you're going to represent where I'm trying to go to. See, this is my past and this is what I'm reaching for. But the issue is, is here I am. I'm caught right in the middle. I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I want to be. I'm caught in the middle. I'm in turmoil in the middle. I'm struggling in the middle. I worry in the middle. I, I know God brought me out 
but why in the world can't I get in? And why in the world is it that while I'm in the middle of it, I keep hearing the voice of the enemy? Let me tell somebody that's watching online today that the only reason your past can speak anything into you is because you're living too close to your past. If your past is haunting you, it's because you're living too close to your past. You need to break loose from your past because your past truly cannot follow you. Your past has to stay right where it is. When you repent of your sins, when you're buried in water baptism, your past cannot move. But you can. You can leave the past alone. And you can start reaching forth. See, this is why the apostle says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to where I want to go to, to the promises God has for me, to wherever it is I want to go. I start reaching. I'm wanting to get there and I'm seeking God and I'm praying for it and I'm reaching but sometimes it feels like I'm not making much headway and I'm feeling like God are you are you understanding I'm trying to get there but listen the only way that you can gauge your journey serving the Lord is not arriving at the destination that you feel like you want to get at but it's when you look back at your past and realize how far away from your past that you are you're reaching forth to the things that are before but until he says you've made it what he's doing is just ordering your steps you just keep following where he's leading and he will order your step there's nothing he can't help you with your past is not too hard for the Lord oh it doesn't matter what the enemy says God will see you through. Oh, right where you are, you need to make up your mind. You need to determine in your heart, I'm going to never, never give up. I'm leaving my past behind me. I'm living in the middle, but I'm reaching forth to where God wants to take me to. I know breakthrough is coming. Come on, somebody, make up your mind. I'm going to keep going. I'm in the middle, but I'm going to keep going. Oh, let's worship him. I know a breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle.
here's what I want you to do if you're watching online. Here's what I want you to do right now. I just want you to reach up in the comments section. And I want you to let somebody know that you want to come and you want to be prayed for. I'll meet you at the church. I'll pray over you. If you've never repented of your sins, you can repent right where you are. Or I'll meet you here and pray with you. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, I'll meet you here and I'll baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'll meet you here. Some of our ministers will meet you here and pray with you. If you want to know more about what I preached about today, if you want to know more about this and you just want a Bible study, just let us know by commenting online and we're going to meet with you and we're going to give you a Bible study. Don't accept the answer as no just because you're in the middle of your struggle. God's going to see you through. Come on, we're going to worship the Lord more while you're making up that mind, while you begin to type in the comment section right now. Come on, he's going to make a way. Breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know breakthrough is coming.